Very exciting. We're going to be starting now, Chapter 1, Mida Aleph, the first Mida of the character traits of Hashem. We did a very, very in-depth introduction last week. If you didn't see it, please make sure to get the video. The first Mida is Mikel Kamaycha, who Hashem is like you. Mikel Kamaycha Meira al Hayyesa Kodesh Baruch Hu, Melech Nelov, Soivel Elboin, Mashalei Yechilehu, Rayan. The first attribute teaches us that Hashem bears insult and endures offense to an extent that we cannot fathom. The first comment that comes to mind is that when I would say, Mikael Kamaychu, who Hashem is like you, I would think that I would want to talk about the strength of Hashem. Ageless, timeless, infinite strength. And yet, the time of Devira has to pick Amida that represents unlimited strength. And what does he come up with? That you can bear insult. You can endure offense. Why? Because that is actually the strongest thing that you could possibly be. If you want to know the strength of somebody, it's not how much power and control you could have over someone else. Rather, it's how much power and control you could have over yourself. There's a vart that I thought of myself in my Sefer Nesiva Emes. I say it often. I think it's Karav Lamis. It goes as follows. We say, Hashem blesses his nation with what? With oiz, with strength. And then the next part is, Hashem blesses his nation with peace. So my question is, if Hashem is giving you strength, then why do you need peace? You could have war. Hashem is giving you nuclear. So you'll win the war. And if Hashem is going to give you peace, so then why does he have to give you strength? Why do you need a strong army? an air force. What do you need it for if you're going to have peace? So how do these two go, go together in the same pasuk? Hashem blesses you with strength. Hashem blesses you with peace. So I wanted to tell you now, I wanted to say that it takes a lot of strength to have peace. The strong man is the one who can control himself and to have peace. The strong man is the one who has self-control and can make sure to have peace. It's the weak ones that are screaming and yelling. It's the weak ones that they're trying to control other people. They don't have self-control. So here, I think it goes very good that he's starting off to tell you who is like you, Hashem. And he's, and he's starting off with strength. And you want to know the picture of strength. You want to give the ultimate compliment. How strong is Hashem? He can lift the earth. He can lift the sun, the planets. Wow, he's strong. No, 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 no. Real strength, he's Melech Nelov. He's a king who can bear insult and endure offense more than we can fathom. Because that is true strength. Certainly, nothing is hidden from Hashem's eyes. And furthermore, our very existence, every moment, is sustained by the supernatural force that flows from above. Thus, no sin has ever been committed unless at that very instant the person was sinning, Hashem was knowingly granting him the power to exist and move his limbs. Right? Well, here's what we're saying. Our kayak, our energy, our ability to move, to do, to breathe comes from Hashem. He's the power source. And you can't say that he doesn't chap, he doesn't notice when we sin. So that means that while we sin against him, with what power do we have to sin against Hashem? Comes from Hashem. Even though the sinner uses that force, which is a gift from Hashem, he uses that force to sin, Hashem still does not withhold it from him at all. HaKadosh Baruch Hu bears the affront of supplying him with power 
and movement of his limbs. While that man uses that power at the moment, at that moment for sin, iniquity, and provocation, and Hashem endures it. Do not say that Hashem is unable to hold back from him that goodness, chas v'shalom. Because in a moment, Hashem could paralyze a sinner's hands and feet, as he did to Yeravam. Although Hashem has the ability to withdraw that power, he grants, and he could say, since you sinned against me, do so with your own power, not mine. Use your credit card, not daddy's credit card. You think you're so hot and powerful that you're going to go ahead and do stuff on your own? Go for it yourself. Hashem could say that. Despite this, Hashem does not withhold his goodness so as not to suffer the disgrace. He gives the sinner power and his goodness and Hashem's goodness. Hashem's endurance and patience defy description. For this reason, angels call Hashem, Hashem is a melech aluv, a king who endures disgrace. Can you imagine? We all sin. It's talking about every single person in the world. We all cause Hashem disgrace. We disgrace Hashem because we go against His command using the gifts and the power that He gives to us as a gift. This is the meaning when we say, Who Hashem is like you? You are Hashem who does kindness and goodness. You are Hashem who has the power to take revenge and gather what is yours. Nonetheless, you endure and tolerate disgrace until the sinners return to Tshuva. Says the time of the Vayra, this is an attribute, a character trait that each one of us must emulate. What I mean is the savlanus, the patience to endure. Even if you are insulted to such an extent, still you should not withhold your goodness from the one who is receiving it, even though he's using your goodness to hurt you. Now we have the definition of the attribute. Restraint when offended. When a person consistently does favors for another person and is one day met with a tremendously offensive display of ingratitude in which the beneficiary of his kindness uses the very favor that he bestowed on that person in order to harm him, it is difficult, it is a difficult insult to bear if he nonetheless continues to bestow the same favor that was used against him with the hopes that one day the beneficiary will make amends, he displays a restraint of anger which ascends to heaven and awakens Hashem's attribute of mercy expressed by Mikael Kamaycha, who Hashem is like you, bringing that element of mercy into the world. As the Taimah Devayra explained, when we behave with the Yudgimu Midasarachamim, when we use this on our relationships, it's not just like nobody knows. How should anybody know? Nobody sees. Who cares what you little what you little person do in your little vinkle in your corner? No. When you do this, look what happens. You know how powerful you are? You evoke Hashem in Shemayim to be forced or to be allowed to bring that element of mercy into this world. Wow. And now what I like about this book over here for each attribute, now we know what the attribute is. And now he's going to give an example to bring it out. And what I want to ask all of you is please, when you, during the week, 
you come across this attribute, please send me an email and I want to add them to the examples. You could change the details, you don't have to give away your identity, but you could say a practical example, when you were in this situation and you decided, I'm going to do Mikael Kamoicha, I'm going to be Mikhaim a mitzvah's assay in the Torah as I explained last week. The halachta bedrachov is a mitzvah's assay in the Torah. How do you do this mitzvah's assay? Because had when you connect yourself to the midos, to the traits of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but which midos? Anger, hatred, caste? No, the midos of Yudgimu midos arachimim, as the Sefri says, mahu rachum avata havi rachum chanun erachapayim. When you do this, you're So please, send me an email, twistedparenting at AOL.com. Dear Avi, I was faced with this scenario this week. And don't give away details because I'm going to say it publicly. You could change the details and location and things to cover yourself, your, your own personal, right? And I was faced with this in this situation. And I would have normally wanted to do kach v'kach, this and this. But instead, I decided, And I went ahead and I did this and this and this and this. And let's share with each other how we take these Yud Gimomidis into the practical world. So now this beautiful book has a fake example. We're going to come up with real examples, real life examples. But for now, we're going to do a practical example that brings out this midah. You ready? Here we go. The Jacoby boys stood outside the door of their downstairs neighbor, Mr. Leibowitz, with flushed faces. Our father wanted us to ask you, they're all embarrassed, um, you see, we're making a Sheba Brachas tonight, said Yeshua hesitantly. His five-year-old brother, Chaim, filled in the rest. We're making a Sheba Brachas outside in the yard of the building, and our father asked if we can please plug the loudspeakers, into the electricity of your house. You're bringing loudspeakers, asked Mr. Leibowitz. Not us, Yeshua quickly explained, our father. I understand. Tell your father he can use my electricity. The Jacoby children did not wait for him to finish his answer. They went running up the stairs, whooping with delight. Tati, Tati, Mr. Leibowitz lets, he lets, the children yelled as they ran. From that moment on, the stairwell in their building saw a constant flow of activity. The Jacoby children ran up and down the stairs, bringing down everything they would need for the Sheva Brachas. The boys dragged out tables and benches and set them up. The girls spread tablecloths and folded napkins. Mr. Leibowitz cast an uncertain glance at the proceedings. Making a Sheva Brachas in the common yard of their building seemed like a strange idea to him. But then again, no one asked his opinion. They just asked him to use his electricity. It wasn't a difficult request after all, and if it made other Jews happy, why not? Night fell, and an extension cord was drawn through a thin crack in his front door, connected on the other side to loudspeakers and lights in the yard. Inside the Leibowitz home, Mrs. Leibowitz, the bubby of the neighborhood, served dinner. It sure sounds Leibowitz out there, she said, and loud too, she added. Midnight approached and the festivities were still going strong. Speeches were made, amplified loudly on the powerful loudspeakers. The sound of song and dance. The sound of song and dance filled the air. Finally, Mr. Leibowitz called Mr. Jacoby on his cell phone and asked, could you please stop using the loudspeakers? It's almost midnight. 
Sure, sure, sure. No problems. We'll, we'll take care of it soon, said Mr. Jacoby, and he hung up the phone. Mr. Leibowitz wondered what Mr. Jacoby meant by soon. Is that a few minutes, a few hours? He went outside to the yard, and he met little Chaim. He met little Chaim. Can you please tell your father that it's time to stop the noise, he asked. He needed to wake up early the next day to attend his dafyay mishir before davening. Why not just unplug the extension cord, suggested Mrs. Leibowitz. Why not indeed, he thought to himself. Wouldn't that be the simplest solution? Where did they get the electricity to make the loudspeakers work and keep him up? From his own outlet. He had the ability and every right to just unplug it and stop the nuisance. He got up to follow his wife's suggestion. It was his house. It was his electricity. Why not? It's after 12 o'clock. It's time to go to bed. It's not fair what they're doing. Why give them the power to keep bothering him? Just before he plug, unplugged the plug, he took a look into the yard and he reconsidered. The children were dancing. The guests were rejoicing. And at that very moment began a festive dance around the chassan. How would they feel if suddenly the power went out with a bang, leaving the entire Sheva Brachas in the dark? They worked so hard to prepare it, and it was so important to them. Was it really nice to ruin their festivities? When his wife saw, when his wife saw him hesitating, she asked, would you like me to unplug it for you? That's a good wife. No, 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 don't unplug it, he answered. No matter how much they are disturbing us, I don't want to ruin their Sheva Brachas. Let us follow in the ways of Hashem. He continues giving even to those who use his gifts against him. He gives good health and strength even to people who use them to sin against him. Mrs. Leibowitz looked at her husband and smiled. May Hashem also keep granting his blessings upon us, she added. As befitting the sweet bubby of the neighborhood, she then stepped out to wish a heartfelt mazel tov to Mrs. Jacoby with the happy satisfaction of having passed a difficult Nisayan, a difficult test. So here we have the story. We understand that, of course, they were right. And they had every right to say, Ad Khan, and they had good reason. I want to wake up in the morning. I want to daven. I want to learn self-righteousness. But they went the extra mile not to do what was fair and right and just. Instead, they went in the midah of Hashem. When people keep doing favors, even for those who use their favors against them, Hashem repays them in kind. You don't lose anything. His attribute of Mikel Kamaycha, who is like you, is awakened, through which he continues granting life and strength, even to those who use these gifts to sin against him. Hashem could simply unplug the sinner from the source of his life and bringing, bring his sins to an instant end, but instead, he bears the offense and continues granting life. Let us understand that when we use this attribute in the relationships around us, where we're right and we want to do what's fair and we want to do what's just, and instead we say, no, I'm not going to do what's right. I'm going to be a Melech Elboin. I'm going to be enduring this hardship and I'm going to endure this and I'm going to continue sustaining somebody that we never, ever lose. For parents out there, we know what it's like. We give our children and give and give and give. And sometimes we feel like they're using it against us and they're, we could just cut them off. Especially if it's a difficult or rebellious child, 
we're very tempted. You're angry at us and you're using our life support, right? Financially life support and you're not behaving nicely to me and we want to pull it. Let's remember that we never lose by going, following, we never lose going in Hashem's footsteps. First of all, he says the time of the very promises us we're not going to lose. So whatever money or whatever effort or life or energy that we're losing now, quote unquote, we will get back. But besides for that, we evoke, we awaken this midah in Hashem to treat us and Gans Klal Yisrael with that, with that midah. Some of you parents out there and people who are out there who are using this midah are responsible for so much of Rachmanus that Hashem is giving us in Klal Yisrael. And we owe you a debt of gratitude. So wherever you are, whenever you're faced with a situation, you're not alone. Hashem is watching and you could be doing so much for yourself and for all of us by going the extra mile and doing what you have to do to keep on acting and behaving towards someone even when they're not doing the right thing. I want to add that there are some instances where a person can end up getting abused with that attitude, where they're in abusive relationships, truly abusive relationships. And therefore, if a person is not able to give and not feel pain, but he's feeling pain because it's a not normal situation, they should seek high level of Das Torah to make sure that they're not being abused. Because some people, they're so good that they end up putting themselves in abusive relationships, which is not what the Torah wants. On top of that adding, I want to add another thing. There are people who are not in truly abusive situations, and yet it's difficult for them and they're challenged, and people convince them, you're being abused, you're a shmata, and it's not abusive. So just like a person has to be careful not to be abused, a person also has to be careful not to be convinced or to think that they are abused when it's really not abuse. Of course, in order to be able to uncover this, and sometimes it's very difficult, of course you need to go to your highest level of Das Torah to be able to decipher in each situation when are you able to give, when are you not supposed to give, and when are you not supposed to not give. These are all different times in a person's life of, of knowledge and wisdom, of understanding when to use the Yud Gimomidis, how and when and when not to, when you're not supposed to, it gets complicated. So you have to do everything always with Das Torah to make sure that you don't hurt somebody else and you don't hurt yourself. But don't right away think that just because you could use this media, no, 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 it's abuse, it's abuse. Be careful not to fall into that trap because unfortunately some people are very into giving advice that if it's difficult for you and you're not the same, then automatically it's abusive and therefore it's not healthy for you, it's not emotionally healthy and therefore you have to run away. That's not Amida bin Hussain either. Good luck until next week. We'll learn about the next Amida bin Hussain.